Welcome to the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast with your host, Cousin Cornbread, on A-N-D-S Radio. That's ain't no damn station radio. We're delivering this straight to your earphones, your car speakers, and sound bars on that Wi-Fi, hotspots, Ethernet, T1 lines, shared data plans, or however you get on the internet. And we about to go ahead and get this commentary in and solve life's problems. Y'all ready? Set. Go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, welcome to Sex Travel Sports Food with your host, Cousin Cornbread. This is episode number nine, man. I appreciate everybody that's done came back. That's, 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 that's dedica- dedicated to holding your boy down, supporting me, man, or just enjoying the show, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Remember, it's CousinCornbread.com. You can find everything on there. Links to everything. Links to all the different apps you can use to listen to this show, man. Now I'm on a whole bunch of apps, man. I got more uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Overcast. There's a whole bunch of them, man. Just Google sex, travel, sports, food, and, and, and find it like that. It'll come up in Google. Just go to CousinCornbread.com, man. Links to everything is off of there. So whatever I'm doing on there is, is, is every whatever I'm doing is gonna be listed on there. Go check out cousincornbread.com real easy. That's the one stop shop for all the stuff. Then you can branch out from there. You hear me? But yeah, man, I appreciate y'all checking in. Like I said, uh, we gonna get straight into it, man. Life just been crazy. You know what I'm saying? I had to refocus my chi lately. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was watching that junk. Well, last year I I, I binge watched uh that that Marvel joint on the Marvel Netflix joint called uh, the Iron Fist. Y'all remember that? Have y'all have y'all heard of that? You know, because we got the Avengers and all that stuff out right now. But it's been a lot of superhero movies or comic book movies coming out. But they made that damn Iron Fist that I had never heard of before into a Netflix series, just like they made um, what's the other joint? Luke Cage. Right, so they had Luke Cage on Netflix as a series. They had the Iron Fist on uh, Netflix as a series. And ever since then, I've been using that term. I got to focus my chi, man. You know, that Iron Fist was about uh, a Caucasian who was uh, blessed with the strength of the Iron Fist, which was like some kind of ancient karate Chinese. Or no, it wasn't even karate. It was like, I don't know what it was. Whatever they do in the dojo. <laughs> That's what he was doing with his life. You know? And he had the iron fist, so. But in order for him to use his iron fist, in order for him to use the power of the iron fist, he had to focus his chi. So he had to chill out and be focused and all that. So that's what I've been trying to do in my life too, man. Because there's a lot of crazy shit going on in this world, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to take a little time for yourself out here, people. You know what I'm saying? Make sure. You you, you got to start disregarding people, man. Disregarding situations that just bring a toxic toxic. Toxicity to your life, man. Is that a word? Toxicity? Whatever. It's going to be a word today if it ain't. <laughs> but yeah, man, don't, you know, everybody got to just refocus, recenter, all that stuff, man. Get your, get your mind right first and then keep, and then move on. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you, however you do it. If you need a cupcake, go get a cupcake, man. Don't let these people out here make you feel bad because you like cupcakes, dog. If you drink Fiji water like your boy Cousin Cornbread, get some Fiji water in your life. Because Fiji water 
definitely tastes different, no matter what y'all say. You know what I'm saying? Get that. Get whatever you do. Whatever you need to do that won't get you locked up, do that shit to recenter your chi. You understand me? <laughs> For real, man. Everybody out of line out here in these streets, man. Whole world crazy, man. But look, they even got y'all boys. You know, you know what's going on that's real crazy, man? North Korea, right? Little rocket man. Last year, he was shooting missiles at Guam and threatening Trump, right? Now he's talking about he about to shut down his program, shut down his nuclear program. Ain't that some crazy shit? Trump out here making a difference. Make him, that's, why, that's why Kanye <laughs> got on his Make America Great Again hat because Trump done got North Korea to shut down their nuclear program and talk to South Korea. They shaking hands and all that. You know, our tweeter in chief, Donald Germain Trump, <laughs> is going to take credit in some form. Fast. He probably already did and I didn't see it, but yeah, you know. And I know his middle name is not Germain for real, but I'm going to make it Germain today because it's Donald J. Trump. I think it's John is his middle name, but. You know, Jermaine is one of those names that are definitely black names, right? It's like, it's not even questionable uh, whether or not that's a black person when their name is Jermaine, okay? It's similar to Draymond. I don't even think there's more than one Draymond Green, like Draymond Green in NBA, but Jermaine is always a black person, okay? And since we all, since the world has been conditioned to associate aggressiveness and ratchetivity ratchetivity with black people i'm gonna just call him donald germain trump and that's gonna be his name going forward because everything he do is real aggressive but apparently it's working <laughs> according to him it would be working he done, he done kidnapped uh kanye you know what i'm saying and that jump was funny i see i saw the picture right they had kanye and it was uh it was a hand that came out the side that was throwing up a, a I don't know what, like an okay sign or a, a three or something like that. Or if you're a Kappa, it was the Kappa sign, you know, a Greek, Kappa Greek sign, you know, black Greeks. <laughs> I was like, wait, they got a Kappa kid now, Kanye. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it, his name going to be Jermaine, man, Donald Jermaine Trump. That's a very black, very black name. If y'all know anybody, that's not black, that's named Jermaine, please tag them in the comment section of wherever you're listening to this podcast because I need to see this person. I need to see them, possibly meet them, buy them a Starbucks. <laughs> see if we go get locked up in Starbucks, you know what I'm talking about? But uh, yeah, man, I'm going to talk about Starbucks later too. I got a funny story for y'all for Starbucks at the end of, the, at the end of this episode actually. So hang on through the rest of the show and then you hear a funny Starbucks story at the end or uh, or fast forward or whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? If I break it up into two sections, if I break this joint up into two sections, then you'll probably just have to skip to the second one because <laughs> that's what be that'll be where the food joint is. But man, I'm going to start y'all off with a little joke, man. Uh, well, I'm going to try to recreate this joke real quick because I thought the joint was funny as hell, man. And I stole it from my man, Michael Collier, who is a triple OG in the comedy game. You know what I'm saying? But he had this funny-ass joke, man, <laughs> called the ice cream joke. And this is how it go, man. Look, so a lady walks into 
a uh, ice cream parlor. And she goes to the clerk. Hey, I'd like to order one gallon of chocolate ice cream, please. The clerk responds, ma'am, we don't have any chocolate ice cream. I'm sorry. So she thinks about it. She walks away from the counter a little bit. She comes back. She goes, sir, I like to order one half gallon of chocolate ice cream. And he's like, ma'am, I can't give you any chocolate ice cream. We don't have any chocolate ice cream, but you're welcome to order something else. She goes, okay. She thinks about it. She walks away. She looks around. She looks at the menu again. And she she goes back and she goes, you know what? Okay, I got it. I'll just take one scoop of chocolate ice cream, sir. And he goes, ma'am, can you spell the van in vanilla? And she goes, yes, V-A-N, vanilla. That's that's how you spell vanilla, V-A-N-I-L-L-A, vanilla. He goes, ma'am, can you spell the straw in strawberry? And she goes, absolutely, S-T-R-A-W. Straw, strawberry. He goes, now, can you spell the fuck in chocolate? And she thinks about it. And she goes, you know what? I can't because there is no fuck in chocolate. And he goes, exactly. That's what I've been telling you this whole damn time. There ain't no fucking chocolate ice cream, man. Shit. <laughs> Woo. That joke was funny to me. I don't care if y'all laughed or not. But that joke funny as shit. That's a, that's a good thinker joke. And Michael Collier is good at those thinking jokes, man. So y'all check. If y'all ever get a chance to see him live, man, go check out Michael Collier. He's an old old school dude triple og when you see him in, when you see him in uh in person or when you see when you see those older comedians man they be working man they work the room they got a lot of charisma man they got a lot of stuff because they ain't had a benefit of social media to 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 boost their their likability or to boost their um uh, their draw in the in the marketing and the ads and all that stuff all that free publicity that the new newer comedians get. So you can tell the difference sometimes between some of these, the older school comedians that's still funny. Um, like Sinbad is still hilarious. Uh, like I said, Michael Collier is still hilarious. John Witherspoon is still hilarious from Friday. Old dudes be funny as hell, man, for real. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we get, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it, man. We, we all know what the, with the biggest headline basically been this past week. Well, actually, probably past two weeks, but you know, but strong in this past week, man, has been America's dad, Bill Cosby, uh, convicted of rape, man. Convicted of the the latest or the most recent of the um the rape cases, actually. Um, he can face up to 30 years in jail. And he's going to be sentenced or they're going to, you know, they're going to run this sentence out at some point in life. And um, but from what I read, based on the Pennsylvania sentencing guidelines that they actually use when they do the sentencing, you know, the 10 years per charge, he got he got uh, accused for three charges. And that would equal like 30 years. But apparently they don't really follow that 10 years maximum type of situation. And he'll probably end up doing like, you know, 
three to four years per charge, and then they're going to cut it down from that. So, But the whole rape situation, man, is, is just bad from all sides, dog. And the fact that he paid, a lot of people were on the fence or, like, you know, saying he, they, people, girls was lying and all this stuff. But the fact that he was on the fence, man, I'm sorry, the fact that he was paying hush money to these victims over, like, tens of years and paying for their school and all kinds of stuff, man, just paying them straight out, you know, in uh, civil court and all that type of stuff. That don't just is all bad, y'all. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people still don't believe some of the victims because there have been some victims that came forward that were lying, right? And they admitted that they were lying for some whatever reason they admitted it. But the whole damn thing is just all fucked up, man. And, um... The, the crazy part about it is that it brings a lot of people were talking about consent, right? Everybody was like, well, you know, these chicks were all knew what they were dealing with. You know what I'm saying? All, you know, everybody knew that, you know, the casting couch rule. That's how, that's how life is. The casting couch, uh, met the, the casting couch life is dead ass in Hollywood. Right? So, you know, if you don't know what that means, you know, everybody, the black leather casting couch is basically, where you make your, where you get put on for your role or where you get, uh, where, where you make your money <laughs> as an actress, basically, right? And the idea is that, yeah, you, you qualify and all this shit, but what you gonna do on this couch? You know, basically, you, we fucking, right? Or you doing something sexual to get to this next level to convince whoever this old creep, whoever it is that's the gatekeeper to your shit is gonna give you only based on the fact that if you putting something out, you know what I'm saying? And, and people were saying that that was the rule. Everybody knew what they were getting to. Everybody knew people like Harvey Weinstein and everybody else was the gatekeepers and everybody knew they was creeps. So it was basically automatically assumed that that's what was going to pop. And then, you know, it's just, it's just, it. No matter what the assumption was, it ain't right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I was even, I always said that as well. Like you know, people know the assumption, people know the rules, man. Like everybody know. Look, motherfuckers, you gonna have to fuck probably. You know what I'm saying? But it don't make none of that shit right. You know what I'm saying? You can't be out here drugging motherfuckers. Like that's crazy. Like don't be, don't be drugging motherfuckers without. Without, especially the ones that he was talking about without them knowing. He was just making them drinks and bringing them drinks. You know, like they thought they might be hitting with a little liquor or something or wine or whatever, but he done drugged the junk. And they wake up a day later, two days, three days later. That's crazy shit, man. It's one thing if somebody coming over there and everybody turning up at the party, everybody drugging, everybody drinking, everybody doing whatever. But if you out here slipping motherfucking stuff, you, you can't do that, dog. Like, what you doing? And he admitted to it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, de- a lot of people was debating it, you know what I'm saying? I was skeptical initially, you know what I'm saying? Because I've seen a lot of false rape allegations, man. Like, where between friends and just other stuff in the public where I, I think rape is a, one of the worst things you can do to somebody and one of the worst things you can falsely accuse somebody of doing, you know what I'm saying? But Oh man, it, it, it's just such a terrible, just a terrible thing, man. And I'm, I'm trying to 
erase all that shit from my memory. All I know is, ladies, if if y'all got just kick a motherfucker in the balls, for real. If you cognizant enough, always kick a motherfucker in the balls. Period. That's it. Every man's weakness is the balls. If a man, unless he unless he doped up, baby, the balls always work. Kick him in the balls and run. Kick him in the ball, call the police, do something. Run, get the fuck out of there. And personally, I don't take pills from nobody. You know, so the ones who took pills, I don't know. I don't take pills from nobody, even if they your homie. Like, look, make sure the Advil or whatever the fuck you think it's supposed to be is stamped on that mother, on that pill. <laughs> either it's going to be laser engraved on the jail cap or it's going to be stamped on the, uh, what you call it, the, the coated joint. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you know what you're taking, man, because people out here crazy. And the whole time, when I was in college, man, I got I got drugged. You know what I'm saying? Now, luckily, I didn't file no charges or nothing against the girl, you know, because we were in a consensual sexual situation, you know, over a course of, over a period of time. But she dead ass drugged me. <laughs> she told me when I woke up. Cause she was like, you know, cause I'm fat, you know what I'm saying? We like Kool-Aid in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody know cornbread like cookies and Kool-Aid. <laughs> so look, so she had baked some cookies, right? She baked some cookies. Everybody know I like chocolate chip cookies. So she baked some chocolate chip cookies and got over there and her and the roommate was chilling and she was mixing up some Kool-Aid and I hadn't had Kool-Aid in a minute. But anytime I do get an opportunity to drink it, I will, especially orange and great or orange and purple <laughs> right so anyway she gave me the kool-aid we chilling we go in the room and man i got so woozy shawty like i just got real dizzy and i and i passed out like dead ass i, I just passed out and i was kind of in and out of consciousness and then uh you know kind of she would i could i could kind of feel and see her taking advantage of me but i really couldn't move or do nothing about it I couldn't like interact. I was just there and she was going, you know, doing what she going to do. You know, so then I pass back out, wake back up, you know, I wake up and now I'm kind of, I go to the bathroom. I'm feeling like, you know, kind of more cognizant, or aware. And she was sitting there laughing, like giggling. You know, she was kind of like one of these little Eric Badu type joints that always had candles and incense and was and floating up above the bed on the, flying carpet and all that kind of shit <laughs> so she was sitting there with some candles and shit and i was like man i feel crazy he was like she's like yeah because you've been playing around with that dick and you ain't been giving me what i want lately so i figured i had to give you a little motivation <laughs> i was like what that mean she was like oh yeah you thought that kool-aid was good huh yeah uh-huh that's what she said like that and i was like what and it took me a second to figure it out I was like, oh, man, this motherfucker dead ass drugged me. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, and I I laughed it off. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's, you had to go through all that. I would have gave you something. You know, just, just ask your boy. But she dead ass drugged me. You know what I'm saying? I had no clue. I had no reason to suspect it even. Like, you know, and I guess that's similar to motherfuckers who ain't in a situation where it would have been consensual otherwise. When they get something there, you know, you don't know. You trust a motherfucker they just, and they drug you. That's crazy. That's disrespectful. But yeah, man. Yeah, shit. 
everybody, people be getting raped out here for real. And it, and it, it's unfortunate, men and women. You know, I mean, sorry, women and men. And uh, like I said, like I was quote unquote a victim of that jump too. And I know a couple other dudes that I got slipped little mickeys and stuff on dates or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And women, some of my homegirls. Uh, luckily, nothing tragic has happened from none of them, from any of those incidents. But people be out here in the club, you know, even at your homie's house, even in house parties and all that motherfuckers will put shit in people's drinks. Always put, always keep your drink in your hand. Always keep your hand over your shit too, for real. Even when you ain't looking, motherfucker be sitting right there. Real, and it, it don't take nothing but a real quick tilt, tilt of the hand is in there. It's terrible. But yeah, man. And you know, speaking of the man side of it, you know, there's a huge theory in main, you know, that in mainstream entertainment that is controlled by gay dudes, right? And that. Basically, if you want to get put on, you hey, and you a man, and you trying to same shit with this casting couch. If you trying to get get that real major money, there's been a lot of people in the industry, and who've been trying to make it into the industry that say, "Look, you gonna have to go ahead and and and, and let them, you know, go ahead and hit you as a man." And I'm like, "Damn, Charlotte, that's crazy." So even if you ain't gay. They be like, hey, look, you got to take one for the team. Take one for your career, dog. That's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? And we done, we done heard about it a lot. If you ain't heard about it, I, the, the last one, the last biggest one, I guess, the most notable one was uh, Terry Crews, right? The actor Terry Crews, form, actually former NFL player Terry Crews. And uh, y'all know who he is. He played in uh, Everybody Hates Chris, Friday Movies, uh, you know, big old balky dude. And he came out the he came out what last year talking about how one of the Hollywood execs came up on him, grabbed his dick, you know? And basically was like daring him to bust a move. Or daring him to say something. And uh you would think that that would be crazy with this big old ex football playing, muscle bound dude for anybody, let alone some Hollywood exec who probably ain't never done a push-up in his life <laughs> coming up and grabbing his dick at a public function, like a, at, a, at a function with other people there. You know what I'm saying? Including his wife, apparently, was there. And uh, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. And, and, and that goes to the point of a lot of people talking about how rape and taking advantage of people is not necessarily about the options or if somebody cute or pretty or whatever, it's all about the power. You know what I'm saying? And in that situation with Terry Crews, this dude know he got enough power to keep this muscle-bound motherfucker at bay. Like, what you going to do? I run your career. I can ruin your career. What you going to do? Yeah, I grabbed your dick, so what? what you gonna, who you going to tell? You can't tell nobody because I, I, I own them too. I own all y'all motherfuckers, right? And that's crazy. But it goes to that thing about the whole power. You know, powerful people. Uh, and the, the 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 main question is always from the skeptics is, well, why would this millionaire, this actor, this producer, singer, athlete, or even our president of these United States, Donald Jermaine Trump, have to rape anybody, right? They got access to everybody. They get the JJ thrown at them regularly. 
they can get whoever they want. You know what I'm saying? They can they can do whatever they want. They can pay whoever they want. They can pay a escort. They can do whatever. So why don't they just do that? Clearly, these chicks are lying because these dudes are so affluent, so well-known, so notable, so rich, they would never have a reason to rape a chick, right? But that's not the truth, you know? And I guess it's been just verified over and over again by psychologists and psychiatrists, whatever, that is is a mental health situation that people need to be treated for. It needs to be treated. It needs to be diagnosed. It needs to be treated. Motherfucker needs to be going to jail. Dead ass. You know what I'm saying? Because it's clearly a problem. You know, because who the hell would want some unconscious inactive non-wet cooch like who wants that that's the that's crazy like who would want that i ain't my shit man look my daddy don't even stay hard on some non-participatory cooch for real <laughs> if, if, if i'm having sex and the girl not participating my dick my dick be like hey i'm gonna go ahead and check out hey y'all, y'all be good wake me up you know when when, when she's into it and I'll come back and hang out with y'all. But till then, I'm going to just go ahead and turn in. You, you know, but y'all good. I'll be here. I'm, I'm going to just be here hanging. <laughs> For real, man. Shit, I don't know how people do that. That's how, that's how you know that shit is real, like, a real problem. Because somebody is willingly taking some unconscious, lifeless cooch. Like, who wants that? That's weird. You're a weirdo, dog. You weird. You need help. Dead ass, the end. That's all it's about, man. So y'all, y'all, hey, I don't even like having sex with stiff leg chicks. You ever done that? Fellas, you ever be having sex and you got to hold them damn legs up? <laughs> she got them damn legs there. It's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? Then it affects your endurance because you got to extend, you got to expend a lot of energy holding them legs up. Especially if you like some thick joints, some thick chicks. Or chicks that ran track or anything like that where they just got some strong ass legs. A lot of women just got strong legs anyway. But, you know, there's a lot of work holding them damn legs up in missionary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> especially, hey, look, especially the jumps that, like, if you put them on your the feet on your shoulders and they start pushing your ass like a kangaroo. Oh, hell no, nah, shawty. Mm-mm. You be like, what in the tackling drill is going on here? Shit. I ain't not gonna have to pad. I ain't not gonna have to pad up and come over here, man. Got hit them damn legs hard as hell. You be like, damn, you be, you be squatting, huh? You be squatting, shit. You be doing them lunges, huh? Shit. Stay out the gym so I can so we can fucking peace. <laughs> but yeah, man, I be tired as hell from fighting them damn wild ass legs, man. It's like a mechanical bull. You just trying to hang on for dear life. And I tell, I be like, man, look, I, my performance suffered because I was having to. Fight your legs or chase you up. The runners, too. The runners is another one, another problem. They got no strong legs, and they they shoot themselves all the way away from wherever you are. They shoot themselves across the bed. You be like, where you going, though? <laughs> you got to run to the other side of the bed, y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, man, stop all that running. Stop. Hey, look, man, I'm going to tell y'all something, man. When that, shit, when that type of stuff happens, you just go ahead and flip them over so they can't run no more. Doggy, doggy prevents a lot of the running. You know, or the kickoff or the push off. You know, that stops a lot of that. So make sure y'all just go ahead and flip them up because it's too much. You understand me? <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, man, y'all stop. Y'all just stop. Uh, don't know. Nobody should be taking nobody dick or cooch. Nobody. Don't drug people. Just stop. It ain't that serious, y'all. It ain't that serious. Don't don't be out here taking it from people, man. And like I said earlier, man, the, the, the bad thing about the whole thing is that there's been a lot of false rape allegations, man. And that makes it a whole slippery slope. And uh, people just either be scared to question it when the women, I'm sorry, Dad, like when the women, when a woman is lying or not because it's rude and insensitive. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, man, shit, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because that people be like, man, you don't, you can't say shit like that. But then if you find out later that she was lying or that she made it up or whatever it is or that she it was consensual and she just mad or whatever, then now we're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? But the problem, the damage is already done at that point, you know, to the man or the woman who was accused. And then even if they rescind shit, you know what I'm saying? People will assume that they probably got forced into rescinding and all that stuff like that. And that happens too. So the whole damn thing is just so complicated and terrible and messy. You know what I'm saying? Just stay away from that shit, man. Like everybody just stay away. Stay away from everybody. Cause they rape, like what your man say? Cause they raping everybody out here. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, apparently, or whatever he said. <laughs> Antoine Dawson. That that dude, that dude was funny. But yeah, man, uh, just this shit. Just don't do it, man. But if you're going to do it and you want to get consent, you know they got an app. They got apps for your smartphone out here, man. Where now you can consent with the click. Click on tap on your iPhone. Or you can, they got actually uh, web pages, too. You can go on that jump, send, send somebody an email with a consent form. Hey, we will have sex, right? <laughs> and they can consent on that joint, man. You know what I'm saying? The popular ones for the apps are Legal Fling. Legal Fling. Like we having a fling. And then they got a junk called uh, We Consent. That's two apps right there, man. Y'all can literally go on there right before y'all about to do something. And y'all can both get consent. That we agree that we about to have this sex for real. You know what I'm saying? So if that's what y'all need, go get the apps, y'all. But the problem is... As far as I know, legally, consent can be withdrawn in that situation at any point. So even if somebody gives you consent, if that man or that woman gives you consent on the app, they can take that shit back right after. Two minutes into it, 30 seconds into it, one second into it, or two hours into it, they can take the consent back and be like, you know what? Nope, don't want to do it no more. I don't want to, I don't want no more. And your ass got to stop. You understand me? Like, you have to stop. No means no. Stop means stop. Just log out. You know what I'm saying? You can't go back and be like, oh, well, shit, you can send it earlier. So, hmm, you, hey, you stuck with the dick. You stuck with the whatever. You stuck with this cooch. You don't do this. <laughs> you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You can't. You just got to, hey, I don't know, man. I don't know what the way around it is. Hopefully, you know, a lot of people don't experience that anything like that. But if you do, you got that app out there. If you do, you can try to protect yourself in any kind of way, man. Or you can just go ahead and shit. Just masturbate, man. <laughs> For real. Pornhub ain't gonna never send you 
no kind of notice to show up to court. You know what I'm saying? Pornhub ain't gonna never accuse you of nothing. They just want you to go ahead and buy the platinum plan so you can get the unedited version, the HD. You know, because when we click on the HD joints on Pornhub, they be trying to make you sign up. You be like, man, I ain't signed up for nothing. They ain't getting my credit card information, dog. Let me just go to this ratchet jump that was recorded on this Palm Pilot. <laughs> this jump that look like surveillance footage. Let me watch that joint right there. Fuck that HD, you hear me? <laughs> That's the one you gotta watch. That jump free. I ain't paying the five, dog. I ain't paying the five. <laughs> and the, you know the other crazy shit about it too is a long time ago when I first heard about uh uh wives getting raped, man. That's crazy. That was crazy to me. I was like, you could rape your wife? That don't even make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Till you think about it, you man, look, y'all still human. Y'all still individuals and all this the, the marriage certificate is just that it's a marriage certificate it's an agreement there's no there's no ownership of this person there's no uh you know that there, there's nothing in there that says they have to have sex or not and all that kind of shit but it's that's even in that situation you got to get consent from your wife or from your husband it's or your partner or whatever you want to call it right i forgot you got had a partner you know a lot of people don't fuck with wives and husbands no more in 2018. It's whatever. And, you know, there's been a whole bunch of stuff like that. I guess, uh, what's her name? Janelle Monet came out talking about she was pansexual and everybody went crazy. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I don't know why everybody went so crazy about that. It's no big deal, pansexual. I, I, look, I looked all this stuff up a long time ago and my homegirl actually sent me a link to all the different gender or sexual, I don't think it was, I think it was sexual, sexuality, identity, whatever the fuck. All the different identities people make with their sexuality. You understand what I'm saying? Like they had 23 different ways to identify yourself as far as your sexual preference. And it was crazy. I was just all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? I think they should just do away with the whole thing. Like who cares, man? Who cares? Who cares who's up somebody? Who, why do you even have to identify who you fucking? Who? Who cares? I always said that. I don't care who nobody else fucking. I really don't. Unless they trying to fuck me and I don't want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the only time it really matters. Whatever you doing with somebody else doesn't matter. Like, why does it matter to you? Why does it matter to you with who Jan- Janelle Monet has sex with or who Harvey, or not Harvey, who anybody has sex with, you know what I'm saying? They gay, if they straight, they lesbian, they just, I don't know why cares, who cares? They, they ain't fucking you, who cares? It don't matter, doesn't, doesn't control your life. Doesn't affect your life at, at, at by any means. It's the most, it's, it's the most unaffective thing that could, you could possibly have a concern about, right? Period. I don't ever understand why people get all riled up about that, but that, you know, like I said, I always say the LGBTQ LMNOP, right? Because it's just so many different identities. I don't even know that. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't think nobody should care. Just do away with the whole thing. Don't nobody want to claim nothing no more. Everybody just doing whatever they're doing. They gender fluid, right? That's the that's the that's the term. Gender fluid. Gender fluidity. Whatever you feel like today, you do that. <laughs> you do whatever you feel like today, and keep moving. I think that's how it should be. Who cares, man? But anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. I 
it was terrible. It was terrible to hear that stuff about uh, Cosby, man. Especially when you went back and look at um, all the the previous statements that he had given. That I guess they had been previously locked or previously, uh, you know, unavailable to the public and all that. Man, that jumped crazy. The shit that he actually admitted to, and he offering scholarships and all this shit to the people. So you, you know he did. And you ain't paying for nobody's college scholarship. Out the blue, I mean, he had his foundations and his his scholarship funds and all that, but he was just offering to pay these chicks college, you know, uh, offering to pay for these chicks to go to college because he knew he was wrong as hell. <laughs> so that you guilty as hell, dog. Terrible, terrible man. Terrible America's dad, man. Fucked it up. Terrible. But yeah, you know, hey, hey look, man. I was talking about consent. Look, I'm gonna try to tell y'all something, man. My man's put me on to a jump. Okay. There is a place in Curacao that is a government-created legal prostitution resort, shawty. <laughs> so this going to be y'all travel section of this podcast, man. Okay? So if y'all, so whoever listening to this that's interested in something like that, there's no other. I always tell y'all to go get your passport. Now, if y'all don't got no other reason to get your passport, here it is. So in Curacao, there's a government-created legal prostitution resort where the girls get tested every week and the police hang out in front of the joint and around the joint so you don't have to worry about nobody jacking you. You ain't got to worry about no kind of pimp rolling up on you, demanding money, or setting you up. And it's a whole real live resort with restaurants, water sports, all that. <laughs> and they, everybody that's there, all the people, they, they, the, the prostitutes like live there. You know what I'm saying? So you just go in there and live your life. And they already there. They got their rates. They got everything. It's popping. So you just go over there, pick who you want, pick out the best flavor that you want, whatever it is that you want. It's right there all in this concentrated area. All the prostitutes, all the sex you want. You ain't got to be drugging nobody. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to have no excuse. You don't got to have no game. All you got to do is have a passport and pay that interest fee and it's on and popping. Don't need no consent. Because they all consent. <laughs> they all there for that one reason. is To sell you sex, shawty. So go ahead. That's where y'all can go. Go get your passport. And head to Curacao, shawty. For real. And guess what? On Tuesdays at this place is ladies night. <laughs> so look. They... Even the ladies getting specials at the prostitution joint, shawty. The ladies getting the special at the prostitution resort. Ain't that some shit? So, yeah, so the ladies that like ladies go down there. It might be half off or some shit like that. You know, half off every hour. 50% off. Get your money. Get your money together. I don't even know if they use pesos. I don't know what they use down there. But I'm sure American dollars and euros are accepted. So, take it. Go down there, man. <laughs> Shit crazy, dog. It's, hey, look, in, the, in other travel news, you know what I'm saying? Like, I heard that Southwest Airlines, even though they killed that lady the other day, it was terrible, you know what I'm saying? When the engine broke, blew up, even though they killed that lady, you know, I think everybody is still turned up now because they done announced that they're going to start flying to Hawaii in 2019. You know what I'm saying? That's about to be the turn up. For real, all of, all the IG models that usually fly on their little girl's buddy pass down to Miami every weekend, <laughs> they gonna hey, they gonna be like yes, yes, bitch, yeah. 
guys. <laughs> they gonna be down there in Maui and on the Big Island, and and, and the, the Hawaiians ain't ready for all that. You know what I'm saying? It's about to go down in Hawaii. I mean, the, it's gonna be the Thought Olympics down there, <laughs> not the Olympics. The Thought Olympics is gonna be in Hawaii. They, them chicks gonna be out there breaking their neck trying to surf. It's just gonna be a mess down there, man. <laughs> but I'll be right down there with them though, cause my my Southwest points is on fire right now. Cause I went on a couple of trips on Southwest, man. So my Southwest points lit, and I be getting the uh, it's like a little upgrade or something you can get, and I be buying that joint. So my points is on fire. You hear me? <laughs> so I'll be right down there with them, man. And uh, cause I already look like a Samoan anyway, which is not far from Hawaii, Samoa, you know, or Samoa, however you say it. But I already look like one of them. Got slanted eyes and I'm big and thick like a little sumo wrestler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, hey, I should, hey, I'll fit right in. They ain't gonna know the difference. I'll be roasting pigs and everything down there. So y'all holler at me if y'all got some uh, Southwest Airlines, Southwest Vacation, Hawaii trips coming up, man. We gonna get this, we gonna get it in 2019, you hear me? We can plan that now. It's the end of April. We by this time next year, we're gonna be out there. Southwest gonna be lit. Peanuts only. <laughs> Peanut ain't no meal. Ain't gonna be no meals. Be that that, that that flight what like eight hours something like that. Shit, ain't gonna even be no peanuts. It's gonna be a one bag of peanuts and some pretzels on that jump. And maybe they give us them biscotti cookies though, cause them biscotti cookies is life. You know what I'm talking about? Them biscotti cookies ain't never told a lie. <laughs> But yeah, man. Hey, look, and I be trying to tell people, man. Every and like I talked about, how I'm, you know, like a little sumo wrestler. But you know, the NFL draft is right now, and um, I should have definitely been in the NFL, man. I done talked about this before because I'm 300 plus pounds of athleticism that was wasted on an academic scholarship, man. <laughs> what the hell? I could have been. I could have at least been on the practice squad. On somebody's team making league minimum, some I could I could have been a backup guard, uh, defensive tackle probably would have been my best position. Defensive tackle or defensive end maybe, but probably tackle. Just taking up space, you know. I don't need to do too much. And I used to be pretty quick for three hundred pounds. You know what I'm saying? When I was, you know, I played basketball and lacrosse, but you know, I played basketball. I could dunk at one point. You know, everybody was surprised that I could dunk. I mean, let alone you know now. It would depend on depend on the day. I might only be able to dunk a tennis ball, <laughs> but I was getting up there to the rim. You know what I'm talking about? That you know, if I had a good day, I could do a tip back dunk. You know, now if I was trying to go up two hands, that ain't gonna happen. That wasn't gonna happen. Not no two hand. One hand Jones, I was good with though. One hand, one hand with the right inflated ball. <laughs> I was in there, shawty. You hear me? But yeah, man, you know. I, I wasted all my athleticism on trying to read and write, man. And then all that resulted in was me sending the best written emails and contracts to dumbass people in corporate America at this point. <laughs> and these people I be interacting with, man, they can't read, type, spell, have bad grammar, all that shit, man. You know, you know, I talk casually on, on this podcast. You meet me out in the public or whatever. I'm casual and all this. And like I mentioned before, when I need to, I'm all over it. You know what I'm saying? I got stuff published in the Boston uh, Public Library, you know, for my thesis that I wrote, stuff like that. Y'all go look that up. Matter of fact, I'm just going to low-key stun on y'all real quick with that right there. But 
whole point is that, man, I was, you know, I was always saying, I told my mama she fucked up the money. You know what I'm saying? She, I had a heart murmur, and uh, she was all nervous about that, even though I was playing basketball and lacrosse. You know, she didn't want to let me change schools, but whatever. That's a whole long story. I'm going to therapy for it, so y'all, y'all pray for me. If y'all pray, all my prayer warriors, as y'all call yourselves, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all go ahead and pray for me. <laughs> but anyway, man, the, the NFL draft was up now, and you know the big story was Baker Mayfield uh, being number one. I think he's gonna be a bust, but that's just from that's just my that's just my opinion for a whole bunch of different reasons. I ain't gonna even get all the way into it right here, but I think he's gonna be a bust. He overhyped, kind of like Johnny Manziel was, kind of like a couple of other people. But whatever. He had a great story, though. I like his story. He walked on. He walked on to all of his starting position, took over the starting position, and now he done walked his way to the first pick in the NFL draft, which is everybody, every football player's dream, basically, right? And that's a crazy story. He was a walk-on. He beating out all these people that came from, you know, blue-chip bloodlines, you know what I'm saying, that was training – since they was in Pee Wee football with their dad who was in the NFL or their dad who's a coach or whatever it is. And he beat all out and got up in there as the first round draft pick. So shout out to him just for that in particular. That story by itself is lit. But I don't think he's gonna be that good. He's gonna he's gonna be uh it's gonna be very anticlimactic when he do start he do get a chance to start. And I think that even when they put Tyrod Taylor as the starter going in week one with Cleveland, he's going to be short. He's going to have a short leash because they going to the fans going to be demanding and the media going to be demanding to see Baker Mayfield, the number one pick, get on the field, man. Especially with Tyrod Taylor because he's black. They ain't Tyrod. <laughs> Whatever's a black quarterback, man, they got a short leash. Y'all. And I done talked about that at nauseum, but, you know, the only one that get away with stuff like that, that get away with being black, a black quarterback, not too much drama is Russell Wilson. And um, he's awesome. Russell Wilson is awesome. And he deserves a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, how would you call the word? A lot of, he he deserves all the the leniency that he gets, you know, for whatever mistakes he does make. But he, you know, but the real situation is that he got curly hair. And then that makes him more (laughs) non-threatening. Then Tyrod and them, Tyrod and and my man uh, Lamar Jackson that's about to get that's about to come in NFL too. You know, what I'm saying I talked about before he they snuck him in on number 32 pick by the Ravens. You know, what I'm saying I don't know how they did, I don't know why they did that. I think the Ravens are collecting black quarterbacks because they had RG three up there at some point that they were talking about a few months ago. They had uh, they they were the last team that had Kaepernick come and try out before he did his lawsuit. So I don't know what the Ravens doing up there trying to <laughs> they, they just collecting all the black quarterbacks. But it makes sense because Baltimore is like one of the blackest places in the whole wide world. It's the black if you ain't never been to Baltimore, Baltimore is real black. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that harbor. <laughs> After you leave the harbor and like, what's that? If you ain't near the harbor or near Johns Hopkins, hey, that joint is you hey, that joint all black. So I guess it makes sense, man. But we're going to see how that go, man. We're going to see how that goes. It's going to be a lot of media attention over there with the Ravens this year. Because they, between RG3, their connection with being the last people to work out cap. Now with Lamar Jackson, Ray Rice, the drama with that and the domestic uh, violence. And 
uh, Ray Lewis. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff they got going on over there. I'm surprised. They, they gonna, there's going to be a media firestorm over that John Shotty, for real. We going to see, though. We going to see. But did y'all see uh, also in the draft in the second round <laughs> when the Eagles went up to make their pick for the second round? Their former kicker, David Akers, went up there and roasted the Cowboys. And the crazy thing is, it was in that the you know the draft was being held in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, and David Akers went up there and told them, "Look, all y'all Dallas Cowboys fans, all these people that are being drafted right now weren't even born the last time Dallas won a Super Bowl." <laughs> he said that on TV in front of everybody. Didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and it was even that was the most disrespectful shit and hilarious thing I ever seen. For real. And that joke was very entertaining because Dallas Cowboys fans, as we all know, are some of the most delusional, irritating fans of all time. <laughs> Ain't won nothing in 25 plus years, like he said. And uh, they have a superiority complex. Every year they go into the, you know, like they're the most amazing team we're going to ever see this year. And especially down here where I'm at in the D.C. area, all the black people, for whatever reason, as natives of this area, love the Dallas Cowboys. And it's a whole big long story. They got like 10,000 different reasons why they feel that it's justified for them like the Cowboys, but none of them make any sense for real. Um, but they be dedicated, right? And they, they will even go as far as to say that D.C. stands for Dallas Cowboys. So... You know, they have mental health issues, and I hope they get it addressed. But that trolling by uh, <laughs> by David Akers was hilarious to me. If y'all ain't see that junk, go look it up on YouTube or whatever. Just type in uh, Eagle Second Round Pick 2018 announcement or whatever. Man, that junk is funny. <laughs> troll, troll. That's the troll of the year right there so far, man. But, yeah, so like I, like I said at the beginning, man, I got a funny – Story for y'all, man, before I let y'all go, man, about uh, Starbucks. Uh, if y'all follow me or know me, y'all know I always got all kinds of crazy Starbucks stories. And since Starbucks was also dominating the headlines for a couple of days over the past couple of weeks, I'm going to tell y'all this funny-ass story, man. Um, you know, it ain't no racism and all that stuff involved. I'm so tired of talking about racism, for real. It's just draining. But... I always had real crazy interactions with Starbucks employees because they're always very, we'll call them uh, characters, okay? Because I don't want to say it's bad or good or whatever. Just they're very interesting people, very interesting little characters, man. <laughs> That's always my baristas or my cashiers for whatever reason. So, look, so one day I was going in my nine to five and I stopped at Starbucks, okay? And I, at that time, I was ordering a bunch of Frappuccinos all the time. And I ordered my Frappuccino, and I just go wait on the side like I always do, okay? Now, when I order stuff from Starbucks or if I'm on a waiting list for anywhere, my name is Larry. I put Larry on my thing because they can't pronounce my real name. They be fucking up my real name. So I just say, Larry, you can't fuck up Larry. You might hit Barry. Uh, or Harry, but either way, Larry's not going to get real fucked up, like my real name. But, so you know, I got Larry, so old boy comes up. He goes, Larry? Mr. Larry? 
you know. So I said, hey, that's me. I'm right here. And he holding the cup up in the air, and we make eye contact. I said, yeah, that's me. And so he sees me, and he makes contact. And then he's like tall mocha frap, right? And he kind of like swirls the cup around, like in his hand, like this yours, right? I'm like, yeah, that's mine. Now, I already know in my head that the next standard question is whether or not I want a topping on it, right? Like cinnamon or whipped cream or whatever it is. But when y'all's boy saw me and saw that I was black, you could see in his face that he like was like, oh, these are my people. Like, we, like he had a connection. And then unfortunately, he just relaxed. You know what I'm saying? A lot of black people in the service industry, for whatever reason, they want to, they give the black people different levels of service. And usually it's, it's to our detriment. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, this is my man's base. Like, you'd be like, yo, I'm not your man. Like, I want regular service. But whatever. We, uh, I'm going to discuss that later. I always talk about that. But whatever. Whole point is, your boy got relaxed. And now, you know, he. I can see in his eyes, he had a new plan for my level of service. <laughs> So he okay. So here we go. So he got the cup in his hand. Hey, this your you tall mocha frat, right? Say yeah. He's like, all right, I got you, Mister Larry. And you know, so in D.C., when you say Larry, L A R R Y, you really say Larry, L U R R Y. Okay, so he go, all right, I got you, Mister Larry. Hey, hey, you want whipped cream on this Joe, or you ain't fucking with it? <laughs> I said, excuse me. I was like in shock for about. Two seconds. I said, uh, hmm, am I fucking, I don't, I'm not even sure if I'm fucking with it. I don't, I was just, I was appalled and I was uh, caught off guard by the, you fucking with it. Like dead ass, he said, you fucking with it. <laughs> what? You fucking with it? Man, I was like, matter of fact, yeah, man, I'm going yeah, to go ahead and fuck with it. <laughs> Go ahead, your boy, with a little bit of extra cream on that jump bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hit your, get your man. Hook your man's up. <laughs> but I was like, man, I was thinking to myself, man, this shit, I know that wasn't in the scripts that they handed out on, you know, at the employee orientation or whatever on the handbook. Ain't no if you fucking with it or not. It just That's just not, <laughs> that's just not part of it, dog. But the, the the silver lining is that, you know, I got my Frappuccino, man. And I got to hang out, check Facebook, talk shit with y'all for two hours on the Starbucks free Wi-Fi. Got to go pee and all that. And I didn't get locked up. So there's the silver lining. We made it out of that one alive or without a record. So that's good. <laughs> but, yeah, man, uh, speaking of good customer service, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap y'all up, man. But speaking of good customer service, I'm going to be trying to give y'all some good customer service. Personally, if you in the DMV area, come on May 27th at 6 o'clock to the National Harbor to the Tasting Room, which is a wine bar and shop. Come to the Tasting Room, May 27th, Sunday, for a series that we're kicking off called Laughs and Spirits. So we're combining comedy and wine sipping you know, because everybody like to sip on the wine, the Merlot and the Moscato, whatever y'all be drinking. So we combining the two and we're going to be laughing and we're going to be sipping. We're having a good time, man. So I'm teaming up with Royal Concierge Group and the feature comedian will be Eddie Bryant down there May 27th, 2018 at 6 p.m. at the National Harbor at the Tasting Room. Go on Eventbrite right now. Look it up. You can get a full description of what's going on. And basically... What's going to happen is 
you pay $35 and you come in, we're gonna, they're going to put a little bit of money on your card to let you go around to all the different wine dispensers that's lined the walls of the tasting room. So if you've never been there, basically what they do is they got wine on tap, basically. And you can pick out whatever you want. You get a half an ounce pour. You can get an ounce pour. You can get a half a glass. Or you can order wine from the menu if you want to by the glass or by the bottle. It's a whole, it's a, do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good little free flowing situation where you can taste this, taste that. And we'll also have bottles that we going around with, you know, that might not be on the menu, topping y'all off with this and that, having a little good time. And then the, to end it all out, we'll have a comedian, Eddie Bryant, come through, have y'all do a whole bunch of laughing, whole bunch of hee-hee-ha-ha, you know what I'm talking about? He'll do a full set, too. Ain't going to be no ain't gonna be no little, little scrub set. Ain't going to be real quick. He's going to do a full set, have y'all laughing. Eddie Bryant is very funny, man, and – um it's going to be a good time. And like I said, go on Eventbrite. Look that up. Last in Spirits. May 27th, 2018. That's on Sunday. That's Memorial Day weekend Sunday, man. So if y'all in town or if you're coming in town, come through that jump. Six o'clock. Check it out, man. Okay? And if y'all live around here, man, and you've you've been to the tasting room before, you know it only seat like nine people inside for real. <laughs> but we will have a tent. Outside, man, so we're going to have a full patio with the fireplaces and all that stuff. If it get cool or chilly at night or whatever, it's going to be lit, man. Y'all come through that junk, check it out. All right, y'all ain't doing nothing anyway. Y'all just be in there with a the cookout with y'all family. Y'all going to be wanting to get out the house anyway, so come pull up. Holler at me, man. All right? Hey, man, so that's it. I appreciate y'all listening, subscribing, sharing, giving me comments, feedback, all that. I appreciate y'all for real, man. Once again, go on CousinCornbread.com for everything the links to everything on there all the social media holler at me let me know what's popping and uh that's it i'm gonna let y'all go man try to get y'all in and out under hour again as i always say top three things in life to live by number one stay ready so you don't have to get ready number two if you don't set goals you'll always work for somebody that does set goals and number three Don't drink and drive. You might spill some. Log out.